Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Go there, get all of your wrestling news. But hey, if you like MMA news, we've got that at Fightful.com. We've got that at FightfulMMA.com. We had a live post show for UFC 241, some big happenings. Nate Diaz is back, new heavyweight champion, big middleweight fight, lots of stuff over there. So if you don't mind, give that a glance. Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, we do that Fightful MMA podcast. But hey, if you're here for wrestling, which all of you are, how about interviews with Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus? Those are all up on Fightful.com under our exclusives tab or YouTube.com slash Fightful. You want me to do more WWE interviews? Show those some love. Leave some thumbs up, whether it be on those interviews or on this uh, video itself. That goes a long way. Uh, if you all don't mind, share the Trish Stratus interview that I published today. She talks about how she prepared for SummerSlam as it compares to Evolution, as it compares to Royal Rumble, all that good stuff. And I have one with Ali dropping tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that, guys. He gets pretty candid in, in the short interview that we had. I got lots of stuff coming next week for uh, the AEW show. I've got a new Making a Finisher, which isn't really a Making a Finisher this week. It's going to be Erasing a Finisher it's going to be how Darren Young got his finisher taken away from him. Be on the lookout for that. I'm joined by Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I, I'm, I'm shook, Sean Rossap. I, I don't know how to respond. Did you get your to... finisher taken from you too? No. I just, WWE I, won't I, let I... you do the crossface chicken wing? <laughs> WWE won't let me do my finisher, which was the rant. Ooh. Like, I, I, I don't, I mean, like, like programming wwe programming is good now and they, they might be putting they're probably on the site they're going to put nxt make it two hours put it on the big network and let me watch it live so i don't have to like worry about spoilers taped six months in advance like is wwe good now and and now i don't have like, i can't do any of the things that you like i think I, you like, worked just, yourself into a shoot brother i think i might have <laughs> i think you did uh, so guys, make sure you all leave a thumbs up on this video. If you donate a super chat, any amount, 
it will uh, get us to read your comment on the air, read your statement on the air, or your question, and we'll answer it. If you want to ask as many questions as possible, uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's our premium service, and uh, that is oh, you can ask as many questions as you want. You get all kinds of uh, bonus podcasts. Warren Hayes, that show's going to be changing a little bit soon. We're talking off the air, Alex. It looks like what we're going to be doing in October is immediately after NXT and AEW. Maybe 20, 30 minutes to let us get our bearings. We'll see. Uh, it, it might be me, you, and Warren going live. Warren paying more attention to NXT, you paying more attention to AEW, and us running like a Wednesday Night War podcast where I kind of run point guard and refer to you guys, which I kind of do on these shows anyway, but I'm excited and nervous and a little intimidated by all this. This is something that I've never experienced since yeah. I've covered wrestling, and it's very exciting to me, Alex. Change is scary, but it's exciting. Yeah, um, uh, for all you whippersnappers out there, they didn't have podcasts, post-show podcasts during the original Monday Night Wars. Not live ones, so, at least, unless you were yeah. on the radio. Yeah, so so uh, they so we don't know how people would have handled the whole Nitro and Raw thing at the time. Uh, this we're all finding out how we're going to do this. Like people are going to do things where they're going to take the time, watch both shows, do it the following day, do it later at night, do one show that just involves NXT, one show that just involves AEW. We're just we're going to do it haphazardly, bringing it right to you. It's going to be great. Well, the way I look at it, Warren Hayes has the best NXT review online, period. He, do, he does yes. such a great job, and that's a select feature. So this will be adjusting a little bit to that. Uh, we will be doing something to make that up to select subscribers. There's going to be uh, a new feature that comes out or, or something that we do to kind of uh, change that. But, man, there's just so much going on and... and all that, but uh, remember, guys, if you see our content drop on YouTube, on on Twitter, anywhere, please support it. Uh, that lets people like WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW know that uh, we are worth their time. I'll give you all a little bit of a preview. In this new edition of Making a Finisher, <laughs> Darren Young talks about being told that he couldn't use the cross-faced chicken wing because it was too dangerous, Alex. Yeah, too dangerous. A couple weeks later... <laughs> Darren Young, mild-mannered Darren Young, hears from The Miz that Asuka is using it. What do you think his reaction was, Alex? <laughs> Probably wasn't happy about it. Quote, motherfucker, I knew it! End quote. <laughs> Make sure you guys uh, check that out when it drops this weekend. Uh, but interviews with Trish Stratus and Ali up there. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Alex, the, we expected the announcement tonight, or not we, a lot of people did. Yeah. It didn't happen. It's going to happen. Uh, were, were you disappointed? Any Anything of that nature? About not having the announcement? No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like I like knowing, you know, like, uh, ha, like figuring out how they're going to present the announcement, because I think it's going to tell us a lot about how they're going to present the show, at least to begin with. Uh, I am willing to just wait and see a lot of people are like oh no now now it's gonna be vince's nxt and now it's gonna suck i'm like like listen it might be and it might it might be vince's nxt and it might not suck or it might be vince's nxt a little 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 bit 
he doesn't, he doesn't have time for 205 live or any of yeah, these like, other like, shows honestly like like let's just wait and see but one thing that i that i am hoping for across the board is all the nxt guys better be getting and girls uh better be getting a hefty pay raise if they're going from yes. the network taped to live on usa because you know i i, I prefer watching nxt every week to anything else the WWE does. So the fact that these guys are all, all, all of them are getting a chance to, to really show themselves um, on, on, uh, on cable like that. That's awesome. The hours are about to change, Alex. I mean, we legitimately, I, I had to hire a new guy for this. Right. I want to welcome uh, Robert DeFelice to the team. He's doing some weekend stuff for us. Might see him on some of our podcasts as well. Uh, I used to brag about how I could kind of make my own hours, Alex, and I can't really do that now. <laughs> yeah. But fortunately, all of our viewers can because this episode is brought to you by Five Star Painting, a oh. neighborly company. Whether you want a quick little job or you want to go all night, Five Star Painting lets you do it and do it well. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you do, text Five Star Biz, spell out the word five, F I V E, Star Biz to 87000 to learn more. Choosing to start your business with Five Star Painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in business and the best at business. You'll be your own boss, pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of with Five Star Painting. They are a part of the neighborly family, which I think uh, very highly of. Uh, they've got uh, award-winning companies like uh, Mosquito Joe, Molly Mae, Glass Doctor, Mr. Rooter, and they have helped empower more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams. Text Five Star Biz to 87 87- zero 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 to learn more uh, I, I tell you what guys i talked to you about how much i enjoy being able to somewhat make my own schedule i wish i had the type of flexibility that people at five star painting do uh so i definitely encourage you guys maybe you're in a rut maybe you just want to change maybe you're looking to just try something out text five star biz to eight seven zero 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 because you know at fightful we know all about growing Alex, Monday Night Raw happened tonight. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Roman Reigns came out. We saw a video package of all the things that have happened to him. I loved. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was like, listen, man, I understand all this stuff has hap- almost happened to you, and I feel bad for you. I'm glad you're okay. But let's talk about all the stuff that have happened to me, that has happened to me. I thought that was a good way for him to make it about himself. Boy, was I fearing the worst when Jerry Lawler was out there. I was like, oh, no. Fortunately, that was all okay. Yeah. But I love the open to this. Ziggler cheap shots Reigns, although it did kind of make Reigns the ultimate underdog. Yep. (laughs) Outside the ring, Ziggler hits a zigzag before the commercial. And, hey, if you want me to believe that Roman Reigns is going to get beat, you better load this match up with finishers. And that's what they did. Zigzags. And uh, pardon a hiccup there. Super kicks, fame masters. Uh, Ziggler kicked out of a, a Superman punch and Reigns won with a giant spear, Alex. Uh, my only qualms about this, Roman Reigns' clotheslines are 
in fact, bad. I don't like yes. them. No, they're not good. What did you think of this match? Well, here's the deal. The match, like, again, there's a lot of stuff that happens with WWE in a vacuum. Absent any context. Just watch the match. Pretty good match. You know, like, pretty good match to watch. But In a vacuum? Con- do you think they'd tarp off half the vacuum? They, they might. Um, a lot of dust bunnies in a vacuum match. But I will say that uh, this match didn't take place in a vacuum. It takes place with context. And with context, all we've seen is Dolph Ziggler run his mouth and lose a bunch of matches, including getting squashed by Goldberg, uh, and then losing pretty handily to The Miz last week. Um, And, context Roman Reigns, he was in an absolute war, which made Buddy Murphy, even though Murphy lost last week on SmackDown. So, with all that context, having Reigns struggle mightily with perennial loser... Dolph Ziggler serves to, in retrospect, make that war with Buddy Murphy seem just a little bit less special. Which, you know, like, as a, it's, it's a nitpicky thing, but, like, I, I like watching things with context. And that context kind of, like, made me go, well, why shouldn't he just beat the crap out of Dolph Ziggler? Like, it's Dolph Ziggler. He's not good anymore. Like, he hasn't been good in a long time. Like, I, I agree with you. The only thing that, that made it okay was, like, super kick. Caught him off guard, fine. But then you get directly into the old standard of Roman is the ultimate underdog. How could he ever overcome these odds of fighting Dolph Ziggler, perennial loser? Like, there there wasn't even anybody on the outside for him to get distracted by. Um, uh, the, the spear that ended it was really spectacular. Uh, zigzag on the floor looked good. Famous or counter to a spear, good. All these things are good. But, again, the story doesn't need to involve Dolph Ziggler at all. He doesn't this, need to be involved in any of this. Well, let's be honest. This match didn't need to happen here. No. It's a SmackDown yeah. match. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a SmackDown match. But, uh, uh, people are saying, like, a lot of things that, that happened tonight could have that, that happened involved a lot of SmackDown people, which could have taken place tomorrow night. And I said, well, you got two King of the Ring matches. I don't want them cut short and going four minutes. And then you got Buddy Murphy versus Daniel Bryan, which, God willing, is going to be 25 minutes of pure fire. So I don't need those things cut short because we got to fit in all this other SmackDown stuff. So that I'm kind of fine with it. As if you're going to spread everything out over two nights, then if you're go- if you need time for the stuff that can only happen on SmackDown to happen on SmackDown, you put some other SmackDown stuff on Raw, which has a lot of time to fill. Thought the match was pretty good, but the result was never in doubt. Right. So yeah. if the result is never in doubt, what are you, what are you going to do with it? Right, and like I, I honestly, because it's it's Heyman now. Heyman's involved, right? Like he's actually really producing this stuff and actually coming up with things that are going on in the show. And I wonder how much of it is Heyman setting us up with, um, it's predictable, it's predictable, it's predictable, it's predictable. So at the end of the night, he can go, no, it's not, and 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 we'll all be suckered in at that moment because he's been doing that work to set us up. Through the night. I wonder, because if it's anybody who's going to pull that kind of stuff, it's Heyman. Over the last four or five days, we've had a ton of exclusives on Fightful from uh, interview with Matt Stryker, glowing about learning from Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn, Blue Meanie talking about Joe C being pegged to portray Mini Meanie back in the day. We had the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Uh, I do a stats piece every week. We have an update on the Eminem 2K situation and how that broke down. Uh, the Becky Lynch interview article. 
uh, Trish Stratus talking about, uh, again, her comeback. Uh, the main roster reaction to NXT landing on cable TV. And Chris and Ashley did a great evolution progress report uh, talking about how WWE women receive less airtime than men. Go check that out. Just do the drop-down tab under wrestling and click exclusives. We also have a great resources tab where you can keep updated with injuries and contracts and all that stuff. Reminder, want your question or uh, statement read on the air, donate a Super Chat. Wildboy87 says, do you know how soon the NXT replay would be available on the network? If it's based on their other stuff, a month, maybe a couple weeks, like main event. And and that's that's a thing for me that I wonder what they would do to replace that content on the network. Because they got for involved me, in their back pocket. Uh, I mean, they would have to do something like that because for me, one of the main reasons to have the network is to watch NXT yeah. every week. Like a lot of people love watching the old stuff, going back and watching old pay per views. But if you want to see the here and the now, and NXT, the network is the place to get NXT. You mean like it's that that's been taken away from you now? So it's interesting to see what they're going to replace it with. Well, I mean, a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, what what can fill that void?" They got pay per views every month. <laughs> that's 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 so that's, I, that's true. I don't see people like just flocking away because of NXT, especially no, but, especially considering that a significant portion of those NXT matches are squashes and. And well, stuff we, like we that. Don't, yeah, that, 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 is, that is true, I suppose, yeah. King's Court is up next, but before that, we get Becky Lynch bringing up Sasha Banks and the fact that she went home for four months. Says that Sasha sat at home and did nothing and is now hotter than ever. Why are you shaking your ass? Uh, no, I'm just saying that this, 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 this promo was so good. It was Sean. good. See, I was, I was so, hoping. So I was good. hoping you weren't so shaking good. your head because it was bad. No, I was. I was, was. I was recalling it and just going, yes. "Oh, oh, god, that was so good." <laughs> I was just thinking back to how to the greatness of the promo and just going, "Oh, oh." And see, before before Sean, yeah, when, I like when, it. When, I like when, it. When it when, exactly <laughs> when when it was the old format when you were talking. I wasn't going to be seen. I would do this kind of stuff all the time, but nobody would see it. The first few weeks, you just sat there like this. <laughs> see, now that's all whole thing. I'm trying to figure out how to be more engaging with the audience when I'm not speaking. It's exhausting. It really it's is. Exhausting. It really is. So I loved Becky's line about, like, what did Sasha do for the last four months? She didn't do anything. But I brought her name up in a couple of press interviews last week. And all of a sudden, she's the hottest she's ever been. I love that line. That was good stuff, Alex. I loved that she's like, why, why, why are you just come, calling out everybody? And then they got to be surprised when somebody comes out and decides to take you on. Because I want the most aggressive, aggressive, best version of everybody to come for me. Because when I beat you, I want to know I beat you at your best. That's a champ. Like, that's... That's some really good stuff. Like heel, face, tweener, whatever. Like that's the kind of person that I want to see holding the belt until until because when you come for the king or the queen or the man, you best not miss. And that's that's what this is. And I I think that's great. All that stuff about about specifically her and Sasha. That's all wonderful too. But I the, the core of this is Becky saying, I want you pissed off when you face me. Because that's that I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Because I know if I can take that, then I got gotcha. you. Like that's 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 cool. I like that a lot. 
So Jerry Lawler's out in the ring, and uh, I loved how much he put over King of the Ring. Well, first of all, I, 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 I couldn't believe they were doing the thing again with like, who's going to interview uh, Sasha Banks about what happened last week? Why Jerry Lawler, of course, the person who interviews women. Like it was a the weird thing that they did with Trish Stratus, and they were doing the Sasha Banks. Now that was before we were like, uh, Corey Graves is in here tonight, and Jerry Lauder is going to be sitting in with us all night long. And I was like, oh no, really? You really? I have to listen to that. And then he comes out and he does this thing. It's like before I talk about Sasha Banks, here's me showing you the King of the Ring brackets. I'm like. Okay, I know you're the king, Jerry Law. Can we just get on with this terrible interview? I, I like it, man. I like that they're making it look like it's worth somebody's time. Right. I like that, too. And what I'm saying is I could not have been happier. With, like They did this thing specifically for me to make me angry about Jerry Lawler being on my show that I don't want to watch him. And then, hooray, this amazing thing happened. <laughs> it's perfect. So as uh, Jerry Lawler is setting this up, and, and I think WWE has done a good job making this tournament seem like it's worth a damn to yes. people. The Fiend's entrance hits, and Lawler's like, I know what this is! See yes. ya! This is so... Lawler watches the product. I am so happy that they had somebody <laughs> sitting there, because uh, like he's been around this business forever. Yeah. Like, like he's... All you gotta do is show him... The, the lights rolling out like blackout like twice and he knows that you can't stay in the ring or this monster's going to come out of the out of the out of the ring and mandible claw you to death yeah. so he says i'm out i know what this is i'm out like i love that so much more than some idiot being like hey what's what's up with the lights like but at this point we should all know when those lights start the Fiend's coming, he's going to murder Well, we, we still got that tag team match to talk about. I didn't know what the hell was up with the lights there, but... Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, I really wish that Bray Wyatt would have pile-driven Jerry Lawler on a stack of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> but beggars can't be choosers. Right, uh, no. Mandible Claw on the stage. I loved it. Um, I thought that this helped kept, keep Sasha from being a little overexposed. Another legend for the fiend to kill. It got Lawler on screen a little bit. I was yeah. cool with this. I what I uh, what I loved about it. Um, two things. One, uh, the specific way they shot it, with Lawler up on the stage, looking back toward the ring, like trying to direct security. It looked like, and then you know the fiend like rising up from behind him uh, in order. That was wonderfully shot. Like occasionally WWE production is like really, really top notch uh, and, and not like shaky, 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 but like, here's this thing we want to show you from this angle. It has to be from this angle so that the artistic nature of it can happen. Perfect. And two, uh, it got Lawler off the show for the rest of the night. So they could bring in Vic Joseph, who was the unsung hero of tonight and like a, a really bright future. I think for this, for this guy, like he's really good at, at at calling matches and making them sound normal, like like an actual person is calling them, as opposed to you know the the, the tropes and and the 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 catchphrases that we've come to to know from all of the people who call matches on Raw and SmackDown. Thanks to Joe Farley for sending the super chat, helping me earn back some of that money I'm going to lose from that Darren Young quote. 
<laughs> he says, I was low-key hoping the Fiend was the one causing Elias's mic interference with some sort of EMP or something. That's his yeah. old gimmick, Alex. AV. Yeah, it, yeah that, was his, that was his old gimmick. That's true. <laughs> Ricochet and The Miz defeated Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. So before the Cedric-Sami Zayn match, I was really hoping WWE was going like G1 route, making all their King of the Ring matches barn burners. Yeah. And I kind of dig that they they did this where they were like, okay, we're also going to put some tag stuff in here as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. Why not? Um, I did think that 2011 Sin Cara was about to do a run-in because they had a lighting malfunction. Yeah. Vic Joseph was mercifully out for commentary. Now, he does have some of the tropes like going, oh, yeah, over and over yeah. again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's uh... – it doesn't feel like this, I say, oh, when the move happens. I feel like he's actually being surprised by the nature of the move in, in real time as opposed to... I don't. I think he's okay. seen all these moves a hundred times. He he called 205 oh, listen, live. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying it sounds more like a human reacting in the moment as opposed to a robot saying, oh, when moves happen. I, it sounds more like it when, when Joseph does to me than, let's say, Phillips. I mean, perhaps a little bit, but when I hear that on WWE commentary, I know they've all been coached to do it. Because, I mean, we, we've all... Uh, that, that anybody is, that, that seeps out the sheets yeah. can see yeah. them. Baron Corbin wearing a shirt from the Shawn Michaels Reforming DX collection. It looks a lot better than the, the button-up does on him, though, Alex. Good yes. for him. Yes. No, I, I, I like that he, he wore the button-up and the vest to the ring, took off the vest, wrestled the button-up for a while, took that off, and then he's wearing the tank top. I hope from now on, no button-up. Like, this is the in-canon reason that he doesn't wear the button-up anymore, and we can get away from the stupid, which, honestly, they're necessary, jokes about him being a waiter. We can get away from those things, and we can have him be like a, a bar back or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to be necessarily a waiter anymore, but um, it, it would help his character so much more if it didn't look like he was... Completely incongruous to what that guy is, you know? Ricochet was the highlight of this match. He had a great run-up moonsault, a, a rolling drop kick that I loved, and a standing star press. There's a wheel kick that sets up a score-crushing finale, uh, and he ends up winning with a recoil with help from The Miz. My other note, outside of how good Ricochet was, I love that Corbin added a choke slam to his arsenal. Nobody else is using it right yeah, now, yeah. so why not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's the the right kind of guy doing it. Um, I, I have my, my theories about where he's headed in this tournament and who he'll be facing along the way. Chokeslam is a great thing for him to be employing in this tournament. So it was pretty good stuff. Uh, I thought it was a fine match. There weren't really, I didn't really have any notes on Drew McIntyre through this whole match. He seemed a bit absent from it. Yeah. Yeah, did um, uh, we'll we'll see you know where where the rest of the tournament happens. I think it's an interesting way to, to do that. You know, to kind of get these these little ra- like, hey, here are the two faces who will be facing the two heels. Let's have them wrestle. That's a, that's an old WWE thing that they do. Doesn't mean it doesn't work sometimes. And I thought this works fine. Why is it when WWE gets people to Skype in, it's Booker T, but when I get them to, it's you. I know. What do you think of this? It's very clearly. Um product placement yeah it's entire absolutely it's product placement and it, it i mean it felt like it was like hey we're gonna promote steve austin's new show and then it was like hey king booker 
because because the king of the ring, right? Um, it just feels like it's it's hokey and it it takes time away from other things. Like I don't understand why that's part of part of the show every week now. I mean, I do because it's product placement. Yeah, but but I don't understand like absent from uh, that that reason being absent. What's the other reason for it? Braun Strowman defeated AJ Styles via DQ in a United States title match. Is this Strowman swatting down AJ a lot? I I just wish they would save anything for a pay-per-view. Even if it's going to have like a shit finish like this. Yeah. I wish they would save anything yeah. for a pay-per-view. Like even, even though this didn't have a real definitive finish, just I wish. Yeah. Uh, Strowman was really good here. AJ made him look like a million bucks. The OC interfere, and Seth Rollins makes a save in a baseball cap, yep. which I kind of like because I'm tired of everybody on WWE looking so uniform. We had Cedric Alexander wearing, like, like the <laughs> printed tuxedo shirt version of a dashiki later on. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. at least it's not his own merch. Right. I, I like that. Make these people look human like they're not – like, they, they can't just wear their own merch all the time. No, yeah, uh, I I uh, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed that. I like I like the idea of um, the implication being of of Seth just hanging out backstage. He doesn't have a match tonight currently scheduled, so he's just there because he's supposed to be there. Uh, and he runs out to help the guy who helped him last week, but he's not in his gear because he doesn't have a match scheduled. Like I I think that's that seems more normal to me. And I think that that's that's cool that you're going to do that. Um, uh, I, I, I just backwards cap Seth Rollins is like the most casual version of anybody ever. Just like, hey, man, I might go to CrossFit today. I might play some video games. I'm not sure. Like that's that version. I of, like it. Of, of Seth Rollins, which totally works for his character as well. Humani- so humanize cool. these people. Yes. I mean, they can be superstars and still be a little human. Yeah, it's how you make them relatable. Yes, absolutely. Seth says that they're even. Uh, I, I like this because Strowman had saved him. But backstage, Rollins tells Strowman that he'll put in a good word for him to be top contender because he sees where this is going. I like that. Rollins isn't yes. completely ignorant to the situation. Make these people aware because, as I pointed out before, Alex, nobody wants to cheer for a dumbass. Right. Yeah, and also I like the idea of. Like Seth going, like I see where this is going. Um, you don't need to like um, power slam me eighty five times in order to get a title shot from me. Like the last guy that I that I wrestled, like he he tried to murder me with you know f fiving me onto things. I don't need you to do that to me before we have a match. So how about I just have us have a match? Maybe I'll be able to beat you because I'll be a hundred percent by then. Like that's smart as well because usually. Um, you have to like start beating up a guy in order to get a match with him. And Seth's like, let's skip that part and just go straight to the match because that would be more healthy for me. That also makes a Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What a sense. We're going to talk about the tag title change later, but I like that the top guy on this show was like, you know what? We can have our match, but I'd really like to win these titles because I like them a lot and they're yeah. important and they matter. And also, screw those guys who currently hold the titles. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like those those guys are dicks. Let's take the titles from them. And, Wouldn't that be fun? And the yeah. thing that I like is that Braun wasn't like, oh, no, I don't want to partner with you. Who cares about those titles? Instead, instead he was like this. Mm. Which I think is great. Like, yeah. it's a really cool thing. <laughs> that that's That's how you say... I agree in yeah. Stromanese. I like it. Perfect. King of, King of the Ring opening round. Joe and Cesaro beat the living crap out of each other. Cesaro just immediately cracked Joe, and they hit each other hard. This was the kind of match that people expected and the kind they needed. And Joe needed this win. He needed it yeah. a lot more than Cesaro really did. did. Really did. Uh, I don't know if Joe needed that boot to the mouth more than Cesaro did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's just me freestyling because I don't know. But when Cesaro got deadweighted on that suplex, I was like, uh, maybe Joe's like getting his bearings back underneath him there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, when Samoa Joe deadweighted uh, Cesaro there, I, I was thinking to myself, ah, Samoa Joe's new finishing maneuver. Give your opponent a hernia. Like, that was <laughs> just brutal. Um but yeah, speaking of brutal, the running uh, European uppercut to start the match, the, the boot. Um, th- this is this was just really good. This was this was uh, an unexpected hoss battle between two guys. I mean, Joe definitely consider that, but like you don't really consider uh, Cesaro really a hoss, but he hits like a hoss, and I think that's really cool. These guys really like when I when I was looking at the um, the bracket when they first came out, and I saw this match i was like gosh i don't want either one of these guys to lose in the first round like they're like and it was was a perfect way to put these two guys together and have them just smash into each other as hard as they could in various combinations and, and ways uh until one of them got the better of the other one and i on it i thought the finish was great like joe had that springboard uh european uppercut scouted and sidestepped it right in the coquina clutch perfection loved it Joe's Uranagi hits just a little harder than usual, a yeah, little higher on the head than usual. Also true, also true. <laughs> um, Cesaro swing into a cross face, but Joe catches a springboard uppercut with a Kakina clutch. Hell of a way to start off this tournament and left me optimistic. The second match, not so much. Uh, but Joe got the win. What did you think of him winning before we get into the second match? You're right. He needed the, he needed the win more than Cesaro. Um I mean, to me, I mean, we can we can do a little bit of bracketology here, um, as far as where we think this is going. But to me, like when I looked at the match, when I looked at the, the way everything was set up in the brackets, it 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 does feel like to me if if Vince is in charge of this thing at all, we're going to get a lot of heels versus faces in the later rounds as well. 
So everything's got to kind of line up for that. I don't know if we're in that. You know, it's 2019. Everything's different now. But I feel like um, Joe lines up really good as a foil for Ricochet in the second round. All this kind of stuff kind of works its way through. With with, with uh, like this match was really great, and I feel like it allows Joe to have a really great second round loss, let's say, um, but in in looking great while doing it, which is cool. Everybody who loses, well, let's say with the exception of Sami Zayn, should look really, really great throughout this tournament, even if they lose. In whatever round they lose in, let's, let's give them a chance to actually look good in defeat. So the next King of the Ring match was Cedric Alexander against Sami Zayn. Um, this did not last long. Zayn landed a deep Michinoku driver, and Cedric yeah. won with the lumbar check. If this would have got seven or eight minutes, it would have been fine and would have kept up. Like, like I told you that my my vision personally for the King of the Ring would have been them going out and having these 15 matches and them all being really good barn burners of their own style and yeah. showing, hey, you know, maybe this ain't quite the G1, but we can do that in, in our own way. This right. was not that. This was very quick. This was one-sided. This was – Zane is losing all the time. He has yeah. lost – Five one-on-one matches over the last month. Yeah. He has no value right now. None. And that's they've, a bummer because he's very good. They've stripped it entirely from him, and uh, it's a bummer. I love Sami Zayn. I, I think that he's one Same. of the one of the best talents they, there is in the world. I mean, especially if you add all the stuff he can do as both a heel now, this heel version of him on the mic is great. The, 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 the way he's like... He just taunts us with his, like, hey, I kept the really fun, like, um, uh, f- theme music that you can dance to and sing along to, but I'm not going to let you because I'm going to, like, just make fun of it while dancing to it to the ring. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. But when he was a baby face, like, he really got you to root for him the whole time. Plus, if you really let him go and let him do everything he can in the ring, like, there are a few guys who can touch him, but they said, no, 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 you're a joke. We're going to treat you like a joke. You're going to be a joke now. And so the, because he is a joke in their eyes and the way they booked him at this point, it didn't make sense for him to have a really long, drawn-out match with Cedric Alexander because I feel like after that match that Cedric had with, with Drew, they're going to try at least pushing Cedric a little bit. And this night, like, you know, Cedric was certainly better than Sammy tonight, and we'll see where, where, where it goes for him from here on out. But it really is a bummer what they've done to Sammy. Like it's, uh, I, I hate it, but at this, you can't deny that he shouldn't be winning matches after losing so many matches in a row at this point. Uh, yeah. I don't think he should have beat Cedric, but my God, at least make it competitive. Right. No, that is, yeah, that's true. So early in the show, they say Elias is not here live tonight. And then he is. D- was there a reason? No, no. I think the thing was that like, uh, he's, he's here. Um, he's going to do his last ever in-ring performance tonight. They said he was not going to be appearing live tonight. Earlier, I mean, is I mean, well, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the thing that I saw when they tweeted it out was Cedric I mean, it was Elias will make his last ever in-ring performance tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, he, so what? What's he, happening during that then? He says as much, and we we saw Drake trying to win the title over the weekend at a recording studio. 
Elias keeps having tech errors, but R-Truth is in disguise as like a sound engineer or something and hits his finish but can't win. Elias scampers out after uh, Truth picks up the guitar. Okay. Uh, I, I, I do appreciate the Looney Tunes nature of R-Truth going to the trouble of dressing up as all kinds of stuff, then revealing it to be himself before attacking his opponents. Like, that's consistent. Every single time, he has to unmask before he can attack the person, giving them a chance to prepare for it, because he's our truth. Yes. Rey Mysterio is being interviewed backstage. Now, this this announcement had been teased for a while. Some people legit wondering what his contract deal is. He didn't start till last October. He's still got a while. Like, I think right. he, I'm pretty sure he had an 18-month out clause. It's nowhere near that. But he says that what Andrade did hurt him and that injuries have finally caught up. Says that he's going to hang up the mask. And as he goes to take it off, Dominic shows up and cuts a promo saying that he wanted to wrestle with his dad and team with his dad in his first match and wanted to tell his kids that. I thought this was one of the most robotic goddamn promos I have ever seen in pro wrestling. Quite the contrast from Ray who is not usually a good promo, but I thought had one of his best ever. Dominic, on the other hand, man, that was brutal. Maybe he'll get better, and I saw a lot of people saying, cut him some slack, he's new. This is the highest-rated wrestling show in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to cut him slack. Yeah. Do a what? goddamn pre-tape. Or better yet, yeah. don't give him that many lines if it's not going to be good. No, I don't have to cut him any slack. He's on WWE Monday Night Raw. Make it a goddamn pre-tape. And if it wasn't yeah. pre-tape, do another take. And yeah. let me tell you, me and Jimmy directed some real goddamn bad skits in Toronto. Yeah. With people who were A-plus people, maybe not the best at reciting lines. We didn't, we, we, we ain't running it. We're not running yeah. that stuff. Dominic, yeah. you... He can do if he can do better than this. If he's gonna get better, let him get better. This was bad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the stuff with with Ray honestly did feel kind of affecting. I mean, the fact that the matter is that I was in high school when he was, and I'm I'm gonna be forty. I'm gonna keep on saying that I'm gonna be forty next month. I was mm-hmm. in high school when when he was doing his stuff uh, in WCW. Um, high school, like that's how long this guy's been at it. Um, and it is kind of affecting to see a guy like at that point where he's like, I don't know if I can, I mean, it's really like every athlete and would make no mistake. These guys who do this stuff that we watch, they're athletes. Every athlete goes to a point, gets to a point where they say, I know what I'm supposed to do next. And I tell my body to do that. And my body doesn't do it. But, but really you, you, you didn't buy that for a second. Cause there ain't no way they do that backstage. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, 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 no. But hey, you know what? Considering the nature of Dominic's promo, I see why they did it backstage. No no (laughs) way they could. Like, what what would he done? Like, like the problem is, is that they had to do it backstage because the nature of like, here, here, watch. I'm going to undo the mask. And then like from right here comes Dominic. They couldn't like have him run down the ramp. He could have hidden underneath the ring. Actually, he couldn't. (laughs) Dominic's big as hell. He ain't fitting under there. No, it's true. He's he's huge. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I did not buy that he was actually retiring, but the subject matter of the promo certainly is affecting. It's, it's, there's a, there comes a time for every athlete where that happens. 
Um, and that time for Rey Mysterio is certainly just around the corner, if not now. So I understood all that. And then you have Dominic come in, and his very large adult son is not really great at the talkie stuff yet. And, yeah. and he, he may very well get to that point. But he should have been practicing yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. Um, if, if this was ever in his future at all, he could have been practicing in the mirror, I don't know, 10 minutes before they shot this. I, I even had people say, oh, well, he's green. And I'm like, well, then don't put him on Raw. Yeah. Don't don't I mean, do that. And they said, "Oh, I had someone say he's green as a wrestler." And I'm like, "Well, that's cool. I've seen lots of people who don't wrestle cut great promos." And and he doesn't have to be a great promo. But man, this was robotic. And the motions like it literally his hand motions were robotic. I don't know how the hell he is in the ring. For all I know, he's he's the second coming of Luthez. I don't know. But this promo was not good. Was no, I mean, it, it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, fe- yeah, I mean, right now it just feels like, hey, um, Ray really wants to do this storyline before he retires. Sure. And, and, and we're going to let him do it because he's Ray Mysterio. Because I, I, I don't see any, like, I don't see anything yet in this, in this guy. I mean, yeah, he's much bigger than Ray, but he's not that big. So, so the idea that, like, oh man, this is a can't miss prospect. We can't let him go anywhere else. We gotta latch on to this guy and, and hold fast and make sure that we push him to the moon. Like I don't see that yet, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out along the way. But right now, yeah, uh, the first half of this segment pretty good. Second half, not so much. Let's talk about a couple of hot angles. Revival versus New Day. New Day defeated the Revival via DQ, but it's another one of those. I'm like, yeah, I just kind of wish they'd save it. Just save it a little bit. Save something, but. Right. I, mean, I, I also wish Xavier was in King of the Ring, but I understand why he's not because of this angle. But if they do another one, he will be. Uh, we got a cool missile dropkick out of him. But Randy Orton showed up quite literally out of nowhere and hit Big E with an RKO. Right in the middle of Big E's hot tag, too. It was so good. So good. Got an awesome pop. Alex, we got a Randy Orton program in 2019 that is on fire. I did not expect that, but hey... You know what? If you told me it was going to be with Kofi, I would have bought it. I would have said, who's the one guy? All right, Kofi's got the natural story. They did this shatter machine RKO on Xavier Woods after Kofi came down and got beat down. It was amazing. Uh, I know that uh, upon backstage, there were many high fives being passed out from what I understand. Uh, WWE uh, people in Gorilla were very happy with this angle. And... Kofi was forced to watch Xavier get his leg broken, and Xavier just screamed and sold it so well. This was a home run segment to me, Alex. What did you think? Do you remember um, what one of the first things the Revival did when they got called up was? Lost a bunch. Well, got no. Hurt. When, they, when, the, when they first got called up, before they got hurt. What's that? They, they broke Kofi's leg. Doing oh, this. yeah, you're right. They did this exact move to Kofi, who needed ankle surgery legitimately, and that was right. how they wrote him off of TV. But the fact that they forced Kofi to watch them do it to Xavier, like, that's an extra level of heel. I love like, it. Like, that's really good. And listen, I uh, last week I wasn't necessarily sold on the whole thing you were pitching of, like, Randy and the Revival together for reals. 
I was like, that kind of seems random. But now, watching the revival, so happy to be beating up people with Randy Orton. I totally buy Dash and Dawson idolizing ultimate world-class shit heel uh, Randy Orton. Like, I totally buy that. Before, we should have seen this. I think it was I think it was Dawson tweeted out a picture of his and, and Dash's boots that have snake print. They're made, they're, it's red snake print with all the other white piping around it. Like, they were like, they're Vipers now. Like, yeah. that's who we, that's who we so, are. We run with the Viper. And we've not seen Orton lead a group like this in quite a while. I mean, we saw him as a part of Evolution, and then the last time was really Legacy, and hey, that launched a pretty good career in Cody Rhodes, but... I don't think it's going to necessarily launch like a singles career out of either one of these guys. No, 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 I no, think no. they're just perfect for this role. And yeah. when when I look at WWE and the landscape, I'm like, let's let's move towards a faction-based thing. Let's do that. You get a little bit more mileage out of that. And then the ones that aren't involved in factions or trios, they stand out above everybody else. Braun can stand out above everybody else by flying solo. You can throw uh, Roman Reigns with the Usos. That makes a lot of sense. You got the Undisputed Era. You got the OC. You've got a lot of teams, and if they have that association with a singles guy, that gives them a second. It gives a way to freshen things up a little bit more. It's almost, I don't want them to go full New Japan approach, but that approach works pretty effectively, I think. This was a hot goddamn angle, and I loved it. This was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, 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 loved, I loved everything about it, and the, the match itself was really, was really cool to watch. Um, I, I, I enjoy um, uh, Revival versus New Day matches. We're not going to get one anytime soon. Uh, but um, I thought this was really good. I loved how, uh, the, 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 how incredibly out of nowhere the RKO was delivered to Big E seemed to increase the power of it because Big E was gone for the remainder. Like he never showed up after that. Um, uh, the, the Kofi running down, getting in all of his licks, getting a quick RKO, and then Xavier coming in her courageously by himself to take on the three of them is such a, a perfectly emblematic thing for Xavier to be of the three. Like, Xavier doesn't give an F. He, he wants to protect his boys at all costs, and it cost him. But I also love, as I said, like, it felt like the revival saying, hey, Randy, hey, Randy, 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 watch this. This is a watch. This we're totally gonna break his leg, Randy. Watch. Are you watching? Like it was these these two little toadies, like w- making sure the bully like likes their idea for how to bully people. Yeah. Like it was really cool. Like this is a really good idea for the three of those guys to work together. I think that's excellent. And it was like uh, genuine uh, generated a lot of pathos. Like watching, making us watch Kofi, watch Xavier in such pain. Knowing that we have been watching and, and rooting for Kofi and Xavier and Big E for years, like it, it really affects this is exactly how you book and write and produce an angle like this. It was perfectly crafted. So, in light of, in extreme light, because it was awesome that Jerry Lawler got attacked, in light of him getting attacked, Michael Cole interviewed Sasha Banks, and all she talked about was her hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I loved it because let me tell you, I'm in pretty good with Sasha Banks' stand Twitter, Alex. Yeah. They're some of my people. I like them. Please don't hurt me. Uh, they cared about the hair. 
Mm-hmm. So when Michael Cole said, uh, with all due respect, nobody cares about your hair. Uh, mm. With all due respect, Michael Cole, you're fucking wrong, buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. And any fan, like, that was the main thing people were concerned about. Let me tell you, I saw the posts when Sasha Banks was intentionally black and white filtering yeah. her photos and all the talk about it. Her hair was the only thing people were talking about. That's true. And then the fact that Sasha Banks responds to this long, convoluted, like, scripted shit that Michael Cole says, pardon my French, I'm trying to tone down the cursing, but <laughs> he's like, and we thank you for your response to all that, like, it, nothing what he said, didn't he? It, it made no sense. Yeah. It, it served only to get Sasha Banks to say, you're welcome. But they could have done it a lot simpler. So whoever scripted it, you're an ass. Don't yeah. do it. Um, like, here's what you do. You say, what do you have to say? After after attacking an uh, already injured Natalia and using a chair to attack Becky Lynch, what do you have to say to the WWE Universe? You're welcome. That's it. That's it. You give context for what she did, ask her what she has to say to the Universe, and she says, you're welcome. Boom, we're out. As opposed to, I don't know, four and a half minutes of, of yeah. Michael Cole rambling. Just, just, that's it. What do you have to say about attacking Natalia? What do you have to say to the universe? You're welcome. There you yeah, go. That's done. Um, uh, this, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm totally uh, in for it. The, the, what I don't understand is like they know that a lot of us know the history of Sasha Banks, and 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 if and, and more well, of us could know if they would actually tell us. But well, the here's the like, thing. This is a side of Sasha Banks we've never seen before. Like, nah. Like, that was that was her and deal in NXT. And, on you know. on the main roster, we've not necessarily seen this. Now, I had Jimmy that was like, Jimmy, or last week he was like, oh, I kind of lost respect for Sasha Banks. And I was like, well, I haven't because I don't know what happened. There's a lot of rumors. We've not heard from an actual wrestler or Sasha, what the hell happened? So that that will be interesting to see. Um, later, Natalia is talking backstage now. I got to say, I feel like a real heel because last week when I ran this segment down, I was like, Nata- Natalia said a bunch of stuff. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I completely skimmed over the fact that she was like, my dad died a year ago. Yeah. Yikes. Well, she brought it up and yeah. Sasha attacks and had a hell of a beatdown. Yeah. But then she uncorks the line. Go to hell, Natty, and tell your daddy I said hi. Yep. Ooh. Oh, God, I'm going to need... I'm going to need... I'm going to need some time. going to need to cool down a little bit. Um, Alex... Um, uh, damn, Alex. Yeah, that was a that was a good line. Um, I I I I I I Alex. I really liked it a lot. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't I don't I don't know about the the, uh, the proclivities of of Jim the Anvil Nightheart and. What he may have done or not done, if if he repented uh, before he met his maker, I, I I don't know if he's if he's truly in hell, but I mean it's a, it's certainly a, 
a possibility. Uh, listen, um, we, we we need to to create a Mount Rushmore in hell of wrestlers that WWE has in storyline put in yes. hell because Eddie <laughs> Guerrero's true. supposed to be there. Definitely, like, yep, yeah. Um, damn. Uh, so here's here's the thing. No matter what happens t- tomorrow, mark my word, someone will report that it was Natalia's idea. Of course. Even if they don't talk to her at all, someone yeah. will report it. Yeah. That train's never late, my friends. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss defeated Fire and Desire. Both Mandy and Sonya are flat out good. I'm I'm tired of the stigma associated with Mandy Rose because of how she looks, how she came up on Tough Enough. I tweeted that and people put, Star, you mean Sonya's good? And I'm like, no, dickhead. I mean Mandy's good, too. What mm-hmm. does she do that's bad? No, she... Go ahead. I will, I will also say that she's consistently improving. So you could say that a while ago she wasn't nearly as good as she is now. I, sure. I, 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 I'll buy that, and I'll say, you know what? It's possible that she may have been noticed in Tough Enough more because how she looks than because of anything well, else. She she, fl- she flat out did. The Miz saved her from elimination because she was hot. That was it. Right. That, that's, that's okay. It's okay that, to, to level that criticism. It doesn't. Say, it's not real anymore. Right. You can say that about her then, but about her now is that she's got an incredibly sick looking bicycle knee, and a whole bunch of other stuff that like. Like she also like she's got a lot of charisma. She carries herself really well. All that other stuff. Um, I, I think she's consistently improving, and that's all you can ask yeah. for people who've only been doing this for a few years is that they don't plateau too early. She's not. She's better now than she was a month ago and a month before that. Like that's that's good. You you want to see that consistent improvement? Is Sonya better than Mandy? Yes. At to me, yes. at everything. Yeah, I agree. And that's fine. Mandy may one day surpass her. We don't know yet. Yeah, the, the improvement very... improvement's a crazy thing. We're, yeah. a little sh- we're a little short on time, but uh, Nikki Cross wins with the purge. Yep. This would have made more sense as a title defense. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, oh, they 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 pinned them before. Did they want to? But like, no, just just make it a title defense. Especially if they're going to lose anyway. Yeah, just make it a make title, it a title defense. Yeah. yeah. WWE Raw Tag Team Championships backstage. Rollins and Strowman argued about focus and who should lead. I mean, to be honest with you, Strowman should. He won the titles with a goddamn 10-year-old. Yes, he should lead. Uh, The OC aren't happy about this tag match, but Styles is. I love that confidence in his team. That's good. Rollins tried to get ahead of a blind tag, but gets taken out on OC's side of the ring. Gets a back suplex neckbreaker done to him. Strowman comes out of nowhere, mows down Gallows and Styles. And a stomp gets it done. We have new champs. What do you think of this? And what do you think of the title switch? Uh, well, listen. I mean, the, the, this this was perfectly set up all night to be the moment when Strowman turned on Rollins to guarantee his title match for the U.S. Universal Title at, Cl- at Clash of Champions. Like this was this was exactly if it was. Apparently, Vince wasn't at the show tonight. If it was a Vince booked show, absolutely this would have been the moment when they did that. And Paul Heyman apparently knows that and decides we're going to program against that. Because everything pointed to that moment happening and it didn't happen. In fact, the opposite happened. I loved 
uh, Strowman being taken out and then heroically coming back, taking out Styles, running around, taking out Gallows, going in, um, hitting, I think Anderson was perfect. Anderson with, with the power slam, Rollins runs in and hits Styles, who's not even in the match with the stomp, because he's trying to break up the pinfall. Yeah. One, two, three. Strowman gets the pin, not Rollins. That's I think that's also a key little point there. Yeah. Um, and I love that these two guys, at least for the time being, are totally fine being uh, being tag champs together. We'll sort out all that other stuff next week. But right now, we're tag champs, and like Rollins looks like he's fired up and super happy. Like that's cool too. All of it, great. I like that it matters. I like That's that it matters. And I, I like that it matters, and I like that it's not predictable. Yeah. Because if you told me, hey, they're going to have this, like, it was totally predictable that that Styles got involved, uh, that the the OC got involved in the Styles versus Braun match, totally predictable. Totally predictable. Hey, let's give Seth and and Braun a title shot as tag matches out of that DQ finish. Totally predictable. What's not totally predictable is Braun and Seth becoming tag champs out of it. That's good. Unpredictability is good. And there are three more Raws before Night yep. of Champions or Clash yep. of Champions, whatever the hell they're going to call it. So they got some time to work with. I mean, that pay-per-view is almost a month away. So yep. I'm all for it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think that Fightful.com is a lot of fun. I think it's fun when you all leave a thumbs up. I particularly think it's fun when you all go to my pinned tweet, at Sean Ross App, and you retweet it. little clip of me talking to Trish Stratus. I think it would be super fun if you all went over Clicked on that video. You left a thumbs up. That really helps too. That lets WWE know that our content is good. That you all appreciate what we're doing. All that stuff. Want to thank you all a lot. Uh, please stop advertising your channel in our chat, guys. If you want to sponsor the show, you are more than welcome to. So uh, remember, text five star biz to three seven zero 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 because they paid for their spot. Uh, Alex, what do you got going on? T- tomorrow before SmackDown. Usually I ask you that on Tuesdays. That's true. Uh, I'm looking forward to Buddy Murphy and uh, Daniel Bryan for the next 22 hours. That's what that's what I'm looking forward I, to. I'm excited. Yeah, we're yeah. going to find out who attacked Roman Reigns, supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, reminder, reminder, guys, subscribe to Fightful Select. Thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.